0: My name is Grace, and welcome to this episode of Gracie, the Kenyan diaspora and returnee. I'm so glad to host Karanja today. Karanja is Mokami's dad. We hosted Mokami in episode 12 and 13 when she shared her diaspora story uh, when she lived in Canada for 23 years and then what it's been like since she returned home about nine years ago. Uh, Today, I'd like to just hear Karanja's story. Uh, on his life in the diaspora and returning back home. Welcome, Karanja, how are you today?
1: I'm, I'm fine, thank you.
0: You are welcome. Uh, thanks for being on this show. Uh, I spoke with Mokami and she's my dear friend, so I know a lot of what it was like for her in the diaspora, but I thought it would also be good to bring a parent on to hear his side because there's so many diaspora Kenyans or even Africans in general who go to the diaspora with family Uh, And it's just good to hear what it's like. So uh, why don't you go in and tell us what it was like for you? Uh, What age were you um, and all that?
1: I was 40 years old. Okay. I had been a teacher in Kenya. I had been an administrator at the University of Nairobi. And uh, I found myself uh, on the way to Canada.
0: Yeah. Oh, gosh. What was that like?
1: Ah, it was okay. Yes. But um, I, 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 I did not, I went, I went because of some political reasons, so okay. I wasn't voluntarily going
0: there. Yes.
1: Not like the people who try and try to go abroad.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. You were not trying to win a green card or citizenship no. on the other side. Okay. Do you remember what month of the year it was?
1: It was April.
0: April. Mm-hmm. So at least it wasn't the beginning of winter or dead set in the middle of winter. It was getting warmer i hope it
1: was a uh, spring spring but yes. i thought it was winter
0: yes <laughs> I felt like winter coming from africa yes okay where did you move to what city
1: i moved to a city called London,
0: ontario okay yes. all right and you went with family
1: uh, i didn't go with family yes i went alone
0: yes and
1: uh, after some time mm-hmm. i think six months
0: yeah my family joined me okay all
1: right, what was it like the initial six months? The initial six months were very tough. Yeah, because you go to a country, uh, London, Ontario was a very, very white place, mm.
2: yeah, and
1: there were not many Africans there. Mm. And the first African I met was a Rwandese man, mm-hmm. and I met him three months after having arrived there. Oh,
2: yeah,
1: that was the first African I. Just white people? Yes. Yeah, that's got to be
2: true. And I do
1: remember Mm -hmm. that during that time when I hadn't met somebody from Africa.
2: Yeah.
1: We were living in a place called Huron
2: Heights. Mm -hmm.
1: And I was in the middle of uh, the city of London, waiting for the Huron Heights bus. Mm. And a drunk woman, an older woman, looked at me and asked me, even the likes of you are going to Huron Heights? Oh gosh! And I was astounded. Mm. I didn't say anything. Mm. I just waited for the bus. Yeah. And got into it. Yeah. And uh, I thought she's a common drunkard.
0: Mm. Mm. But to be honest, it's hard because even when had she not been a drunkard, I know there are parts of the US where I lived uh, where you can visit, and sometimes an older person will see a black man coming to wait for the bus, or just walking past them, and you see them holding the pass a little tighter. So, did you experience any of that?
1: Absolutely, it's yeah. something you experience all the time, because mm. in a country like Canada or the U.S., mm. they are not, there are many white people mm. who have never met and talked to a black person,
0: yeah.
1: and who rely on stereotypes mm. of books written in the 40s
0: right. and the 50s. Yes, yes. And they've never left that community of nope. theirs, so they've not interacted with even their own blacks from yes, their country. Yes,
1: those are the ones who think we live on trees.
0: Yes, that's mm-hmm. it. Oh, that's got to be tough. And then you went ahead of the family and you're experiencing this and you know your family is coming. Yes. As the protector of the house, what was that like?
1: It was, it was quite tough mm. because number one, mm. uh, there was no... Just before I arrived in Canada, mm. It was common for the family of refugees mm. to come either together with the refugee yeah. or immediately. Mm. But they changed the rules so that uh, you had to arrive in Canada and then there is, you know, now, still okay. forms oh. for pe- your people to come. Right. So, so you, it, you, the it started taking ahead. a long time, yeah. but uh, oh. it didn't take a very, very long time
2: because mm.
1: While in Tanzania, it mm. was a man who was interviewing us to go to Canada, mm. and I talked to him. I asked for his phone, mm. and he gave me his phone.
2: Yeah, and
1: I gave my wife the phone, mm. and she called him. Yeah, and so she was the first one to know that I was going to Canada.
2: Wow. And
1: when I got to Canada, I yeah. called him,
0: right. thanking him. Yeah, and
1: he made my family come very
0: fast. Yeah. yeah. It was very nice. Yeah, that's very good. I can imagine being reunited mm. was something very good for you to feel, right? Mm. And finally see that even I,
1: I do remember the time that I went to the the London airports to meet
0: them. Yeah.
1: Even Mukami could not recognise me.
0: Oh, how long have you been separate? One year. Oh, gosh, that is long. Yes. <laughs> For, a child it is. For a child, it's a long time. A long, time. long time. Yes. But I was not surprised. Yeah. But you know,
1: there were no cell
2: phones. Yes. So
1: you couldn't be
2: talking to them. Yes.
1: In any case,
0: yeah.
1: Under the circumstances I left, mm-hmm. the conversations about me.
0: It's written. true, of course, mm. so that they don't accidentally mention it mm-hmm. to someone else mm-hmm. or anything mm-hmm. like that. That's true. Yeah. Mm.
1: But you know, mm. as yeah. soon as as soon as they got home, yeah, I had a two bedroom apartment, yeah, and I had gone to some shops and bought toys and mm. toys, oh. and when they saw their bedroom full of toys, yeah. oh, they were so happy.
2: Started,
0: <laughs> yeah, showing
1: their happiness mm. Overriding arriving in Canada.
0: Yeah. yeah. Wow, but you know, you've just said something. So it was you, your wife, and four children, four children. in a two bedroom apartment. Two
1: bedroom apartment.
0: Uh, tell me about that.
1: Well, um, I was living in the same apartment with a roommate. Mm. And so when I heard that, that my family was coming. Yeah. Uh, there was no problem yeah. because uh, in Kenya, we yes. do share space.
0: It's true, we do actually. Yeah. Now it's when it sounds like too tight, but you're right, we yeah. do share space. Yeah, yeah.
1: There, there was no problem. In yeah. Kenya, we had a, a four-bedroom
0: house. Yes.
1: But in there,
0: yeah.
1: uh, everybody knew we are transitioning mm. to a new country.
0: Yes. And
1: there will be hardship.
0: Yes, okay. yes. Uh, and in Kenya, you were a teacher and an administrator. So what was your first job? in Canada.
1: My first job in Canada was dishwashing. Oh, I also was a dishwasher at a university. Where were you dishwashing? Oh, I
0: was I,
1: was, <laughs> I, I also dishwashed at the university of Western Ontario. Did you really? Yes. And I also did uh, dishwashing in the in, in, in the middle of the city of London.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: There was a time I was doing this two jobs, two dishwashing jobs. At yeah. the same time.
0: What was the hour One at
1: night, one during the day. The
0: day. Oh.
1: And it was eight hours here and eight hours here.
0: Yeah.
1: The salary was $4.25. Mm. So it wasn't much money. Right. And I was just thinking when my family comes, mm. I need to have some money. Yes. So I just pushed myself and worked two jobs.
0: Mm. Mm. Wow. Well, in 16 years, even though you were 40 years old, I mean 16 hours, we were not used to that Back I was home. not
1: used to that. Yeah. I was doing a, an easy job in Kenya, mm. but I was not in Kenya, and right. I knew that.
0: Yeah, yes. yeah. You know, one thing we talked about with Bokami when um I was interviewing her was just the importance of changing your mindset because you're not at home, and the same thing even when you return. So for you. You knew you had to feed and provide for your family, so there just had to be that. But bench. it was very
1: tough. Of I course, never, and very humble. I never let my children know yeah. that I was washing dishes.
2: Mm. Oh, they didn't I know. never. Yeah. But
1: one time, mm. I was talking to the mother,
2: yeah.
1: and I told her how I arrived. you know, I put on the apron. And Mukami asked me, "What kind of a job are you doing, with Anna?" <laughs>
0: Trust is <Mukame>, so inquisitive. <laughs> <laughs> and I
1: didn't know what to say. Yes, I just mumbled. Yeah, I didn't know what to say because yeah. uh, it, you know, for me, it was a big humiliation. Mm.
2: Yeah, mm. but I
1: also knew. Yeah, uh, the number of people who there is like thirty-five people. Mm. I went to Tanzania. Uh, I came from Tanzania. Yeah. to Canada Canada with and we all found ourselves there Mm. and we agreed that whatever job you find, do it. Mm. But do Mm. not let let the job define
2: Define you.
0: Yes, yes, yeah. That is big. And you know also because here we really emphasize education and career jobs. So on the other side, not only did you go and willingly, you know, it's not like you had planned to go and now you're doing this dishwashing job that's here many people who do it maybe even didn't finish primary school Mm -hmm. you know so i can imagine that was not easy for you Mm -hmm. yeah and on the family side then how are you paying rent was it sustaining or did the mom had to also start working or was you
1: that? know she uh, it, it was it was not bad for a long time okay because what happened mm. is that because I was doing this dishwashing at the university mm. I started moving around the university mm. because I already had a master's degree mm. looking mm. for a job okay and because I was doing a job of an administrator mm. in the University of Nairobi mm. I found vacancies but uh, they, they wouldn't give me any of the jobs Yeah. so once i got the idea that i want to get a decent job mm. just like that mm. and once i got the idea that they actually do once you have the canadian education
2: mm. Mm. you'll be
1: fine yes i went around the, the university mm. and uh, i asked him. what are you teaching? Can I do another master's degree? Yeah. Uh, if I did a master's degree, would I get a job? What kind of a job would I get? How much pay would I get? And I got to this point, place, yeah. where there was a black girl, yeah. and, and I looked at her and I saw she was an African. Oh. So I talked to her and she was Ugandan. Oh.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I told her, I just poured the whole story of my life.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: Yes, I have found a sister.
2: Yes, you have.
1: And, and we'll she is the you. one who told me, yeah. "Do the course which is being given in this department, mm-hmm. in this school." Mm-hmm. And I said, "What is it?" And he said, "You know, it is a master's degree of a librarianship." Oh. And I said, "Would I get a job?" Mm-hmm. And uh, because I had, you know, a teaching career, yes. And when I came here, I was told you have to go back to
2: school, oh, and yeah. even
1: if you go back to school. There'll be no job. So, it, will mm. there be a job? And she said, there'll be a job. Mm. And I said, we had a forms. Yes. And I put you to sign me up. And, uh, you know, everything was fine. Mm. And uh, I the, 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 the dean came yeah. and the dean looked at them and he said, they are fine.
0: Yeah. Uh, I
1: can be admitted, except that I had to do TOEFL. Mm.
0: I remember TOEFL.
1: And I went the in English her office itself. and told her, <laughs> yeah. if I did TOEFL when I was in grade 4,
2: mm.
1: no, grade 10, yeah. I would pass it. Right. So I have a degree, I have a master's degree, and right. you are asking me to do yeah. TOEFL. Yeah. I'm talking to you. Right. I told her, I speak the most difficult English to me yes. and see whether I understand. Yeah. And she said, okay, I'll talk to the boss. Mm-hmm. In the lecture, she called me and said, the boss said, you're in.
2: We and, got and, 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 that.
1: <laughs> and that that course you did four semesters,
2: yeah.
1: And you did one semester, they send you to a library to work. Mm-hmm. And when you went to the library to work, you got $16 an hour.
2: Mm-hmm. Remember the
1: dishwashing for $25. Yes, so that was a big yes. big thing, yes. And this happened fast, mm-hmm. so this. This, the, my children mm. started living uh, actually uh, a, a, a little bit better life yes. <laughs> when I started getting this money. Yes. Because it was a lot of money.
2: Yes, $16. $16 in, in those
1: days was a lot of money.
2: Yes, And
1: uh, although I, I did one term, mm. then came back and studied, mm. the savings were still there. Yeah, And by mm. the time I got to term three, mm. the, 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 the library I went to mm. hired me.
2: And mm. the only reason they
1: hired me mm. is because I understood computers we so oh. went there we were three yes. me and some hot, two white guys yeah. and they asked us which one of you knows computers and I said I do
2: mm.
1: and this one didn't say anything mm. at the end of the term they called me and said do you want a job and I
2: thought oh they are applying
0: everyone right and
1: then he told me they hadn't been offered
0: mm-hmm. so I asked
1: somebody what happened here yeah And this guy Yuri told mm. me, you know when you came in he asked you whether you understand computers You mm. said yes They give you a job to do in the computer
2: mm.
1: and got somebody from another library to see whether you did it Yeah And what you don't know is that this guys said you know more computers than
0: you Look at this African man in Canada yeah. <laughs> Yes, yes
1: and, and, <laughs> was, and the only reason I understood computers yeah. is I found a Nigerian mm. who was doing a PhD in mathematics uh-huh told me white people don't know do anything the only thing they have advantage of us is computers go mm. buy a computer keep mm. it
2: in your house
1: i'll teach you how to use it and you'll be better than the white people
2: yes <laughs>
1: i did exactly that, that yes <laughs> for the
0: computer yeah we are
1: highly Mm.
0: oh that is so good that is so good and all this was still happening in the same city with the family or you had to move away
1: no we had to move away once i got a job in toronto okay then we had to move away
2: yes and
1: we you know we we stayed in london Mm -hmm. long enough to save uh, the money to to, to, to put down on the house in toronto
2: yeah
1: which uh, then was 25,000. Mm. And uh, we said 25,000. Yeah. I was it still the only one who was working.
0: Yes. <laughs> what was that like?
1: The the only problem mm. I had mm. is that the different the distance between Toronto mm. and London Ontario mm. is equivalent to the distance between Nairobi and Naku. Here I am working in Nairobi and mm. living in Naku.
2: Mm. Mm. And yeah. remember, in the winter, in yes. winter, yes. in
1: the winter, the thing that takes two hours, mm-hmm. you take
2: five. Right.
1: So sometimes uh, uh, Mokami's uh, mom was calling me and saying, "Don't try to come."
2: Yes. The snow just, is take...
1: just too much. Yes. But you see, I was still studying. Yeah.
2: yeah. So
1: I needed to go and get the assignment do it. Yes. So I have to come and I, it, it takes five hours I, I come, I go to university I collect my things mm. then in the morning I go back
0: Yeah. yeah mm. It was, I can imagine Mokami mentioned that in one of our episodes how you know he worked in one place, the family was somewhere else mm. uh, and I can only imagine because what we see on TV is not even always the case. I can't imagine months of winter and you having to drive slowly uh, sometimes even maybe finding accidents on the road and mm-hmm. that just you know creates jitters so what a sacrifice you made
1: well the, the, the survival is not easy
0: <laughs> it's not easy mm-hmm. yeah um and then what was it like raising girls
1: raising girls
0: yes now the,
1: the, the whole idea of, <laughs> of your children coming yeah. from Kenya yeah. and finding you in Canada mm. is uh, quite tough mm. The Canadians are very. They, they have a different culture. Yeah. They they don't beat
2: children. Mm.
1: <laughs> and the only yeah, way no. we we, <laughs>
2: we,
0: we dis- control <laughs> children in Kenya yes.
2: is
1: yes. spanking. Them. Yes. <laughs> and then you go into a country where that is illegal. Yes. And they
0: will call the police. You'll call
1: the police on Social you. services. And uh, <laughs>
0: it,
1: it, you have to conform yes. with all this. Yes. And uh, the other thing is
2: Mm
1: -hmm. when my wife started uh, doing her training for things she was training for and me, I'm going to to, 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 to Toronto, Mm -hmm. Uh, now the the looking after children was the job of
2: Mokami. Yes. Hmm?
1: Young as she was, Mm -hmm. she was the one we used to live with the children. I have always felt guilty mm. for that episode in our lives when we made her do mm-hmm. all that have that very really, heavy really responsibility.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And sometimes I would come from, you know, you know, after some time, my wife started studying
0: yeah. for her
1: yeah. masters in law right. in the University of Toronto. Yeah, she used to leave the house at six mm-hmm. and come at eleven. So now, I am going to school, yes. and yet I have to come from the school, collect the, the, the two twins yeah. who are in daycare, yeah. bring them home to Mukami, mm. make dinner, then go back oh, to school yeah. and do my assignments, yeah. and uh, then uh, come back mm. and make sure they are asleep, mm. and then uh, at 11 o'clock my wife would come, and you'd find her uh, bed
2: Yeah.
1: That was tough. That
2: is Because tough.
1: I have four children. Mm. I have a job. Mm. I have school. Mm.
0: You, you even yourself. You know, there's Karanja. There's Karanja, the married man. There's oh. Karanja, the father.
1: No, you yeah. See? <laughs> yeah, that is That dumb. is the time when the best of you comes
0: up mm. It's true. It's true. You can
1: do all those things.
0: Yeah, and you know now, those are the things that when you've lived in Kenya, you don't think about um that are the challenges that diaspora face. Because here, even being picked out of school, from school, you can send a driver, you can send a nanny. There, certain people have to check out the kids from school. And in this case, you cannot say, Mokami the minor will check out the younger sisters from school. So you have to Maneuver
1: this. Are you, uh, I used to get out yeah. in the middle of a lecture.
0: Yes because yeah, time is also yes, the essence and go and get yes. them,
1: take them where they ought to be mm. and uh, I remember there was a, a woman who told me once, mm. that you know I, 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 I took this course mm. because you took it mm. because in the other course you are taken mm. you are saying very very smart things mm. and I wanted to listen to you saying that in this course but in this course <laughs> you were, you checking were completely her- quiet yeah. and I didn't tell her that uh, I'm going through a lot of
2: mm. <laughs> Gosh, that's
1: hard. And so it was very, very tough. Mm. And the other thing is that now you you have to take this you know, the children to school. Yeah. You know, the, there were some good things. Mm. You see, when I took my children to mm. school yeah. I had come from Kenya. Mm. We pay fees, mm. we pay money for books, yeah. we pay a lot of money. Mm. So when I took Mokami and her sisters to school, yeah. I had money
2: yes. in my pocket yes. ready. Yes.
1: So when yeah. I went there, this woman told me yeah. take them to the classes. Yeah. And once you take them to the class, yeah. make sure you know the name of the teacher.
0: Mm. And I did that.
1: So, come on, come on, come on, I was very cheerful. Mm. I took Miriam. <laughs> Miriam started crying. Oh,
0: gosh. <laughs> and you have to go to work. <laughs> I have to leave. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. But then I went back to the office. Mm. When I went back to the office, I sat yeah. and just stared at the woman. Yeah. So that she can tell me how much I Great. Right.
0: You're waiting. To and
1: pray. then she asked me, did you. Take the children, yeah. Did you know the name of the teacher? Mm-hmm. And she said, that's okay, that's mm-hmm. good.
0: Have a great day.
1: <laughs> and then I said, what about books or what about fees?
0: Mm-hmm. She said,
2: none.
1: I said. Yes.
0: None? Yeah.
1: Well, I went home it, running home yes. to my wife. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we have money in our pockets. <laughs> yeah, in our pockets. <laughs> yes, yes.
1: Ah, yeah. a, it, it was a shock.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm
1: that you can take two children to a school yeah. and there is no money you're paying. Yeah. They are coming home with books, mm. they are being taught. Mm. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: That was something very, very different. Yeah. It was a good story. I yeah. always remember it Yeah, it's a very, very good story.
0: And you know that's such a positive thing. One of the positive things about sending your children to the diaspora, or moving with them to the diaspora, is the education system is better or at least it creates better opportunities for them. But then also that education is free. Um, I remember Mukami also mentioned that they didn't have school uniform. So you didn't have Mm -hmm. to worry about school uniform Mm -hmm. either. So that's a very good thing. And I know that it also then means that parents stay there longer, even if you would have been ready to come back home you want your kids to finish school there yes because of that benefit Mm -hmm. it's
1: a a big benefit there was another another family which came to canada Mm. and i think they had four children Mm. and they only brought two because they were afraid of school fees
2: Oh when
1: I told Mr. Kalabi yeah. the
2: school is free, yeah. <laughs> the yeah.
1: children who are left here,
2: yeah.
1: uh, who are brought there in a week, mm, yeah, they quick yeah, yes. go to school. Yes, mm-hmm.
0: yes, yes. That is so good. Yeah,
1: it, it is It is a good
0: thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you managed, um, how long did you end up staying in Canada before decided to... Move back home. I
1: stayed in Canada for is it twenty seven years? Okay. Something like that.
0: Yes. A long, long time. Yeah. yeah. Did you always know that you'd want to retire here, or it also uh, just happened ab- by chance? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: always knew that uh, I, was, I was going to retire here. Yeah. 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 One of the reasons. I am the only son of my father. Mm. And we are only two in my family. Mm. Oh,
2: that's a small family.
1: Me and my sister. Yes. And my sister is married and has
2: land of her own. Yes. And the
1: little piece of land that my father used to have Mm. is mine now.
2: Yeah.
1: And uh, I have to take care
0: of it. Yeah. And then
1: there is a grave of my father and mine.
0: Great, right. yeah, yes,
1: which, it it's is my right. responsibility, yes, yeah, even in Kikuyu, mm-hmm. global, Culture, yeah, to look after the
0: graves of my ancestors. Yes, so
1: did you used to come home?
0: I used to come home, okay, yeah, I used to come home mm-hmm. to
1: see my parents, yeah, they, you know, died my mother first, mm-hmm. my mother uh, one year after,
2: yeah,
1: and so after that, I stayed in Canada for some time, mm-hmm. and I always felt mm-hmm. that I. I need to be right. to be back
0: home. Yeah. And then there are many, many circumstances. Right. Um, that Before you come home. So yes. tell us about that. Did you prepare? Did you know like next year I'll come home or what was the journey like returning back home? Uh, <laughs> I,
1: I, I, the, the preparation was just monetary.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yes.
1: It was just yes. monetary. Just make sure I have a, I have a pension. Yes. I have some money, mm. I can the savings, yes. and I,
0: if I come here, I can, you know, but, mm. you know. Yeah. Okay. I am in banking, and I'm in diaspora banking, so mm. we usually support diaspora when they're investing back home, whether it's buying a plot, building, whatever it is. Um, for you, as you have said, that for you, the thought was monetary. Do I have enough? Did you borrow to invest? you came home did you what was that journey like uh, tell us for the benefit of someone who is probably thinking of
1: retiring back home um i, I think the money i saved the, the money i saved because in preparation for my retirement mm. i bought this house mm,
2: nice
1: and so i knew if i go to kenya you yes. know people from, when people from diaspora mm obsessed with security yes and so when they think of coming back here they yes. think of gated communities yes yes and i was the same but once i came back here <laughs> yeah I
2: was living
1: here with mukami came back before me
2: yes she did and i
1: was living here <laughs> yeah. and every morning i was going to be Umburi, yeah and every th- Every evening, I was coming back in the dark from Inunguri. Oh. and then I just decided, I think I better just leave it in Yes,
0: yes, yes. Yeah. And you've bought a good house because, as I was driving in, what I've liked is the townhouse feel. So, and actually, that's what many diaspora think of because apartments is what we did mm-hmm. when we were settling and we were in college and starting off but then a standalone home is what many diaspora would want to retire into so it's good to know that there are also those options here Yeah. yeah okay how old were you when you returned
1: when i returned i was um i think i was
2: 69
0: 69 okay what was that like after being away for 27 years adjusting did you have? friends that you knew what's it like settling back home after being away that long uh
1: i i have i i think i have kept my childhood
0: friends oh, good. yes
1: most of them mm-hmm. and most of the other friends i got are uh, the the people i got i, I went to Kenyatta college mm-hmm. and um I, I did S one. S one was a teaching certificate.
2: Okay. Then I did
1: a B.Ed mm-hmm. and then I went to university of Nairobi and did the master's. Mm. But the, the the Kenyatta College people
2: mm.
1: were they, they, even today they form the basis of my friends.
2: Yeah. There. Yeah. And we
1: even have a a group of old men mm. who meet once a month <laughs> and eat.
0: Oh, oh! Look at that fish. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Do you know one thing I admire about you? And uh, I hope Mokami won't kill me for saying this, but I admire your returnee life because usually she'll tell me, "Oh, my dad is I don't know where my dad is." When I'm thinking, but at that age, usually parents have just sat in the house drinking tea, waiting for dinner, drinking tea. So I like that you have a vibrant uh, retirement and a vibrant returnee life. Uh, because it can also be hard settling back home after you've been gone do people appreciate you as you are you know because you've changed also right Uh, most of your adulthood could have you could have adopted other cultures so yeah that's very good Uh, as we wrap up I do have a question for you what advice would you give a 40 year old man who wants to move to the diaspora with his family even though it's voluntarily
1: well they have to look at the they have to decide what kind of life they want to have in Kenya mm. and uh, while in diaspora mm. make sure you have the money mm. to, to fuel that life
0: yes yeah. prepare yes. for it even that yes. early
1: do not do not do, you know you could you could just leave mm. and come here and if you are young Mm. and find a job Mm. or find something to do Mm. but if you come here when you are in your 60s yes make sure that you have the money you need to live here yes and it would help Mm. if you had already assets yes in this country
0: yes Mm. before coming yes yes yeah and what advice would you give a 68-year-old man that wants to retire back home. He's been gone and he's wondering if he'll survive, what the security is like, and even just, will he fit in?
1: Ah, I think uh, life is very flexible. You you will fit in. Mm. There is no doubt about that. I came here as an old man.
2: Yeah,
1: I started uh, giving, giving you know these kikuyus they have an elder system oh, mm-hmm. i started uh, giving oh. goats. oh and uh, now i am um, rude
2: yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: and, and it's something i enjoy yeah so it is very easy to just to be, you see it's not easy for someone who is 68 to become really Americanized or
2: Europeanized.
1: Mm, because call, when call, you already to yes. yes. you are you you what? Yes. And even if you
2: live
0: there for
1: how many years?
2: Yes. Um
0: and what advice would you give um, a forty year old man who is going abroad with children and let's say North America, what have what is it that they may not think of? What advice would you give them?
1: I think he, the, anyone who is going to North America has, mm. go, has to know that he is leaving his culture
2: mm.
1: and going to live in a different culture. Mm. He has to figure out what in his culture is dear to him mm. and which is acceptable to the children, mm. which they can keep.
2: Yeah.
1: That, I think, lives in the realm of food.
2: Mm. <laughs> there
1: is no argument about food. Yes. That's one, they can eat Kenyan food. Yeah. But there are many, many, many aspects of uh, the Kenyan life and Kenyan culture mm. which are not uh, acceptable in uh, abroad. Yeah. One is the method of raising children, yes. uh, using corporal punishment, punishing mm. them. Mm. Uh, some parents, uh, you know. Borrowing their children. Mm. Um, A lot of those things in uh, North America are actually law Yes. You could lose your children for spanking them. Yes. And this terrifies Mm. Kenyans. Yeah. And uh, there is, it's a dilemma because you do not know. Mm. The Canadian culture has not taught you how to bring up children the Canadian way. Right. Or the American way. Yes. And yet they have told you to throw away mm. the only set of skills yes. which you had. Right. And it's a difficult thing. Mm. So, what happens is that uh, there is the, the children, you, you relax a little, mm. they, 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 they go ahead and become Canadians yes. or, or Americans. <laughs> yes. And uh, something is lost mm. in there. Mm. Because you are not giving them the negotiation skills Canadian and American children are given yes. uh, by their parents. Mm. Because the, you see, I mean, North Americans mm. talk to their children like they're adults. Yes, they reason with them.
2: Yes, right
1: from a very young age. Mm. And so they're used to this negotiation. Yes. Yeah, so everything is negotiated. Yes. Everybody has an opinion. Mm. If you have an opinion, bring it on the table. Mm. With Africans, mm. the children have no opinion. Yeah. They do mm. what you uh, they, you want them to do. Yes. And there is a big problem mm. in uh, North America mm. about African young people mm. because they go there and become some kind of outlaw. Mm. Uh, they uh, they they use the freedom
2: yeah.
1: rather they misuse the, the freedom. freedom. Yes, they have not been taught to respect mm. that freedom. Mm. You see, the Americans fought for their freedom, mm. and they teach their children they fought for that freedom. Mm. It's a precious thing yeah. they want to keep.
2: Yeah,
1: and that freedom is opposite of chaos. Mm. It's not. A road to chaos. Yes. Our children, most of the time, see this freedom Mm. as the defiant of the parent. Mm. And when they defy their parent, in front of them is not a set of skills. Yes. They don't have that set of skills. Yes. They don't have the upbringing which the the the, the North American kids have, Mm. and so they sort of get lost. Mm they are not motivated. You see, children in Kenya are very motivated to
2: study. Mm, Yes, Mm? yes.
1: When you go there and you find that nobody is pushing
2: you, Mm. uh,
1: and there are no external exams,
2: Mm. (laughs) <laughs>
1: you, you, yeah. you are sort of lost. It's true. And when you realize that if you failed a test, you could just
2: repeat. Mm. Eh? Yeah. They relax. You do it. Yeah. On the other hand,
1: mm. the rest of them mm. who, who are in, in class, mm. they seem to be disciplined yeah. and they are going forward.
2: Mm. Then remember mm. that
1: they are in a racist
2: society. Yes.
1: yes. Every little bad. They do, yes, is amplified, yes, and it is now put serious need, These people from mm. Africa mm. Eh, mm. they come with no culture, they come with no what, right? But it's because we left our culture, yeah, and we are unable to ascribe to the new culture. Mm. And mm. it is there's a no man's land there, yes, and that's where we put our children, yeah. And uh, you know, well, as a librarian, I used to see a lot of kids mm. who are African come mm. to the library mm. they will not come to study they would come to romp around make noise really? wow. and uh, the white people just look at them mm. Mm? yeah
0: with no respect of the with library no
1: respect of the library yes, yes and they will just say oh look at these black people this mm? is the nature of black people mm. but that's not the nature of black people right it, this is the situation of children mm. who are not properly brought up whether they are Africans or whoever it is mm. and th- 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 that is a big big problem mm. because you know i lived in a in an apartment block mm. where there were lots of somalis
2: mm.
1: and you know somalis are bound by their religion
2: mm. mm. and they are
1: normally very disciplined yes but the young Men mm. who are Somalis. Mm. They started taking all to selling mm. drugs, mm. running guns. Yes. And they basically spoiled the whole the whole idea yes. of the
2: Somali. Yes. every
1: time someone is arrested, he's a Somali, mm. he's an African.
2: Mm. And
1: it it's it's a terrible, terrible thing.
2: Yeah. I
1: think that is something which personally Yeah. I would want a group of scholars Mm. to research that process, Mm. tell Mm. us what is wrong Mm. and tell us what we should do Mm. in order to redeem uh, the the generations of children going to North America or going to Europe and see how we can uh, make sure Mm. that they grow up respectful Mm. and disciplined.
0: You know, you've said a lot of important things there that I just want to emphasize. For you, you went there as a Kenyan, you know, by the time you're 40, you're grounded. And the way you learn how to parent is also how you are parented. So, you know, you couldn't look at your parents straight in the eye when they're giving you a Mm -hmm. lecture. Mm -hmm. seems rude. If they beat you and tell you go to bed without food, you don't challenge, you literally go to bed. Yes, I remember even for us, we would be beaten and you're sent to bed and that's the day chapati was cooked. (laughs) And yes, and you just do it. So now imagine you as a parent, you go on the other side, Your kids are young and they're challenging that parenting style, but it's all you know. So you're also conflicted because you see this other way of raising children which is you will have dialogue with them. You know, if it's Mukami, you will sit her down. You'll say, Mukami, I told you do this and that. You didn't do it. I am now going to punish you. I will take your computer from you. I'll take your phone from you. Do you understand? And she may have an opportunity to say, but dad, this and that. But there's that dialogue, which interestingly, now when I went to do my master's, you've helped me realize why also they were confident in a lecturer. So when the professor asks a question, they're ready to answer it because they learned it even from childhood. It wasn't just the public speaking classes they took. And then when they're presenting or talking to an elder or even anyone, they maintain eye contact. For me, it's something I had to consciously learn how to do because when you don't maintain eye contact on the other side, it's now a sign of, are you hiding something? Is it dishonesty? So you find yourself so conflicted along the way And for the children who are being raised there, um, they're conflicted. What they're being taught at home is not how they're seeing the other children being raised. And the freedom of, remember how you said you were busy, and mom was busy. So the kids have this freedom that they may not even have known how to use. They're basically
1: unparented. They're
0: unparented, that's it. So when they go out there, you cannot compare them apples to apples with another kid, North American kid, raised that way because the North American kid knows how to behave based on how they were raised. So that's very interesting. Um, I also like how you finished off by saying it would be good if scholars taught. And I think many times when diaspora go abroad, there are usually offices, they can go and be taught how to look for a job, what skills to improve on, how to take the bus from here to there. would be good if there's actually a a program on how to raise your children in the diaspora when you yourself were not raised that way absolutely yeah because it does change the perception Mm. you know even the example you've given of somalis already people think all of them are al-qaeda just by profiling now imagine when that one kid misbehaves the stereotype is look at them all of them and it's not always they don't represent everyone but that's what people see Mm -hmm. yeah so thank you so much it was nice having you here um and i hope to have you on for another episode in the future um and to our listeners thank you for listening have a great day afternoon or evening wherever you are